0: Our adventure continues with Nyx Fangrel, a drow caster with a shrouded origin, seeking guidance from his deity, Veyron, the Lord of Shadows, Thrym, the stone giant fighter and ex-slave who witnessed his mentor's abduction by Loth's forces, tagging along with Nyx in hopes Veyron would have answers, and Cuddy, the strange warforged rogue from the surface world, looking for answers into his creation and sentience. Events have led our group out of the Underdark with a faction known as the Redeemed. Radicals of drow society that wish to change the matriarchal rule of the race. Pursued by Loth's forces, the three adventurers escaped the Underdark into the alien world of the surface, with its harsh sunlight and distrustful population. The Redeemed, led by Gromph, a powerful Dark Elf wizard, and Ilgonoth, an elithid psionicist, have set up an encampment deep in a secluded forest. With dozens of people to take care of, Gromph asked our party, to help set up a trade route with a nearby settlement to the northeast. That led our group to a nearby town of Belliard. After a bit of investigating, they discovered the Redeemed in the town had a thriving relationship in the past. That explained the lack of glares and stares from the citizens of Belliard. Marky e. Long, a gnome foreman of the market there, said he would need a referral in order to risk a caravan. That led them to the door of Griswold Everdell, an aging elf on a mission to rid the world of some direwolves. He invited the party to come with him. Griswold explained later, that night, that he had a history with the redeemed. He sympathized with their goal of freedom and fairness amongst the drow. Griswold tagged along with the redeemed, making himself useful to the strange folk from the Underdark. Later, he was to travel to Netherwinter to gather supplies for the winter with a few of the redeemed. His story ended that night as the world-weary elf became exhausted. After a fierce battle with the Den of Direwolves, the group returned to Beliard to make good on getting the supplies to the redeemed encampment. Later on, Griswold resumed his story and explained that upon coming closer to the biggest city on the Sword Coast, he and the other drow received visions from Veyron himself. This led them to the peak of Mount Hotenau, a volcanic mountain deep in the Neverwinter Woods. There, Griswold was asked to sacrifice a magic item in order to have an audience with the Lord of Shadows. Veyron came to Griswold with thanks and respect for what he had done for the drow. He asked for one last favor: to return to Belliard and await there for three adventurers' arrival to the surface, and to help them get settled. Armed with the knowledge of where one might converse with a god, the party makes plans to head to Mount Houghton now, with a visit to a count town called Longsaddle to investigate the wood Cuddy was made from, and to potentially discover more about his past. They decided to stop by the Redeemed encampment before taking the road westward. Their next stop: the small city of Tribor. And that is where we left off. You gentlemen uh, return to the redeemed encampment uh, to see Gromph, Griswold, and Nilganoth were uh, cutting down logs that had been recently brought to the encampment as part of the caravan you guys have set up. Um, and they had noticed you. They were coming over to to chat with you. Um, you guys look over and you see uh, Rungle, the kobold... Uh, quartermaster of the redeemed encampment uh, giving orders left and right to different drow and a couple stone giants to uh, make sure things were going well uh, with where supplies needed to go to build up. Uh, Looks like some newer huts are being built, a couple areas that look like they may actually hold livestock, and it looks like this place is really starting to butt up. And the, the three come back over to you, and that's where we shall begin.
1: Wait, which? Who, who's who's in the three? Sorry.
0: Uh, Gromph, Griswold, and Ilganoth uh, were all helping with uh, cutting down logs, and they noticed you and came over to, to greet you.
1: Okay. Hey, look, it's your friends!
2: I don't yet know that I would
3: call
1: them friends. Oh, whatever. They're your pals we are on the same side, at least. Allies? We're
2: friends, right?
4: I, I mean, I, I think, think so.
2: A what's, a, what,
1: what, what's a tree? What? what did you call it earlier? A boner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: A man made of boners. Can one be friends with a boner?
1: It's hard not to.
0: At that point, uh, Griswold's the first one to come up to you guys. And he looks you over. He goes, "But It came with the caravans. Uh, they seem to be setting up quite nicely here. Uh, he looks over at you, Nix. Thank you very much for allowing me to kind of get involved with helping to rebuild this.
3: It's the least I could do after everything you did for me.
0: Gromf comes over in his uh black robes, and it looks like he's you know he's got sweat dripping down his face from helping out. Um he's missing the staff he normally carries. And he goes over and he just holds out a hand to you, Nyx.
3: I cautiously shake
0: it. You've uh, you've done a very good service to, to us here. Uh, uh and I are, are very pleased with. With with all of this. This will keep us going for a while. Now we can focus on uh, defense and actually a little bit of reconnaissance now.
3: Make sure you construct sturdy walls. We had some encounters with a large crocodile. There are predators on the surface we may not be quite familiar with.
0: Uh yeah, Four it's actually should be in line griswold has been uh, very helpful with identifying a couple of the predators. Uh, we uh, got a couple of uh, bears, you called them. Yeah, we got a couple dead bears to skin and eat, which would be very nice. Um, Ilganoth is looking over all the different components, maybe to help out with some alchemy, keep him busy. Um, besides that, um, we really don't have anything for you at the moment. Uh, what, do, what do you, what are you gentlemen planning on doing now?
3: We plan to head to Tribor.
0: Griswold looks over at you, He goes, You're going to the mountain, aren't you? In due time. Griswold looks over, and Il-Ilganoth kind of floods into your brain as he normally does, since as a, uh, Illithid, he doesn't speak quite normally. Yes, he told us about this mountain. So you really believe you may see Veyron there?
3: I'm not sure what I believe, but I need to take any chance I can get.
0: This may allow us to understand what is required of us next. That might actually be a very valuable thing for us as well, for you to go there. Tell me, do you still have the funds from earlier, or did you end up spending those?
3: We spent a portion of them. I have about 500 left.
0: And Ilganoth just nods very slowly. He goes, Keep the rest. May it help you on your journey to give us all a little bit of enlightenment.
3: I appreciate the support.
1: What a kind guy. When are we going to split up that cash?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll divide it evenly later, Cuddy.
5: Be patient.
1: Uh, it's not like there's anywhere to spend the money around this dump, anyways.
5: You could have just bet on yourself in that dart throwing competition. I cleaned up.
1: Yeah, you know what? You cleaned up because of me. So I'm gonna need a couple couple gold out of that
2: that funds
5: as well. I'll flip him a gold piece.
2: There you go. Uh, I'm feeling like like this is at least fifty short uh who bet on who
1: well i was the obvious best bet yeah
5: but i put the money down
1: but they would never have bet on me if i didn't convince them all that i was worth betting on
5: i'll flip them a copper piece too now we're even Uh, I just, I just like do like a little like,
1: side dodge thing and just like avoid that the copper piece like it's poison.
0: <laughs> Grumpf, uh, steps forward and speaks up. Uh, Griswold has told us about a city to the north of Bellyard called Silvery Moon. Um, rumor has it that there potentially could be redeemed sympathizers living there as well. So.
2: Uh, we kind of are t-
0: tendrils. Um, yeah, unless you need anything else from us, uh, you know, you're free to go all your help.
5: He uh, yeah, looks over giant it. Giant yellow thing in the sky that really hurts. If you could re-up whatever you did the first time to make it not
0: hurt for a bit, that would be awesome. <laughs> He waves his hand in front of uh, your eyes and Nyx, and you notice everything, like the sharpness immediately fades into a more comfortable, almost like sunglasses setting. It's uh, probably 10 or 11 in the morning, just so just for you to get a reference of what time it is. Uh, Il- Ilganoth goes up to you, Nix and he, he holds his hand out to, to give you something.
3: I will receive whatever he's giving
0: me he drops a silver coin in your hand and you hear him uh, bleed into uh, your brain this is this is a coin of sending uh, once a day you can reach out to me wherever you are uh, you you may be able to communicate and I'll be able to communicate back to you where wherever you decide to be so if you need anything uh, feel please feel free to reach out to me
3: Thank you. That should prove quite useful.
0: So, uh, Gromp and Ilganoth go back to the pile of logs. Uh, Griswold is the one remaining. Now he looks at all three of you. He goes, look, despite the fact you guys are, uh, pretty powerful and, uh, honestly a little bit strange, you're probably still better off traveling on the road. Uh, and try not to cause any trouble. Like I said, like, Belliard's the exception to the rule. Like, everywhere else you go, you guys are going to be looked at with scrutiny and distrust.
2: I just kind
3: of glance over at Pro who's, I believe, still wearing his mantis armor.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should be fine.
0: Um, check in in case you don't have it uh, Tribor is about five days travel away just forewarning it's quite the distance
5: at least I'm not pulling a wagon this time
2: yeah can we get a wagon
1: you got any extras
5: fuck you Cuddy <laughs> you ain't sitting down this journey
1: come on but you're just so good at it we could put all sorts of stuff in there just think about it like a mantis or an alligator
5: wear those I drag those a boar I don't know what that is I mean a pig why would we keep that they smell horrible Like, I eat anything, and I wouldn't eat that.
0: Where's
4: Rungle
0: at? Uh, You look in the back, and you see Rungle is, like, almost the center of attention in the middle of the encampment, and he's just barking orders left and right to to different people. It seems like uh, Rungle really found, like, his calling when it comes to bossing people around and actually able to uh, get shit done around the encampment.
5: I'm just going to call his name out at the top of my lungs.
0: (laughs) Every single head in the entire encampment, dozens and dozens of heads just immediately turn towards you. Uh, A scattering of birds fly off into the sky from the forest. And uh, Rungle gets down from the pile of rocks he was kind of standing on to get some height. And he, like, hustles on over. He goes, hey, hey, big guy, you're okay!
5: It's good to see you too, Rungle.
0: Aw, man, you know?
5: Cuddy wanted to see you too.
0: Uh, Cuddy, hey, hey, how you doing?
5: Hey, pal. How's business?
0: Uh, well, you know, normally I like grifting people out of shit, but, you know, these people are kind of freaking nice to me, uh... kind of not used to that when it comes to the drow, so, you know, uh... Not that I'm gonna go completely straight, but you know, this this is kinda I'm I'm really enjoying this.
1: You making a lot of profit?
0: Uh t- see that's the funny thing is uh there there's really no profit to be had. You know what? It it doesn't bother me.
1: Oh, jeez. It's unfortunate.
0: I I know, I don't know what the hell's coming over me. Maybe I'm sick with some sort of overworld flu or something, but uh either way, you know, it's I feel I feel good. I feel good, it's weird, it's it's really weird.
5: Well, people tend to pay a lot of money for dead carcasses up here. That's what I've been seeing.
0: That's good you to know. Ne- yeah, next time the uh, caravan comes back in a couple days, uh, maybe we'll have a couple extra of those, uh, those bears to sell to them.
1: <laughs> Do you have anything for sale, Rungle?
0: Uh unfortunately not. I I'm kinda just running running shit around here. I haven't had time to really set up my little shop, uh I really lost all of my ingredients when I came to the surface, unfortunately too. I got a little uh little rucksack full of random shit, but uh you know it's mainly just those little wooden horses I'm gonna try to sell up here.
1: Alright, I was hoping you had some more traps.
0: Uh you no, you unfortunately... know if you find any more. Yeah, yeah, you got it, maybe uh I kinda remember what the hell they did so you know, I bet you one or two of these idiots around here may actually be a uh, decent blacksmith. So uh, maybe next time you guys uh, come back this way, we'll have some uh, extra shit for you.
1: Oh, I dropped my my dice. That's unfortunate. I mean, um, um, well, it was good to see you, pal.
0: Hey, it was good to see you, too. Hey, big guy, you you take care of uh, your friend Nick's here, huh? He needs you up here. Oh yeah, you know how I do. So, he goes over and he just he just holds up a fist to you.
5: I'm gonna take my pinky finger and stick it out farther than the rest and kind of bump just his fist with my pinky finger.
0: And as as the impact happened, he like shakes his arm in like fake pain. He goes, ah, I keep working on that, buddy. And he like goes back over. He's like,
5: <laughs> before he leaves, I want to hand him. One of the mantis eggs I picked up and tell him, "Maybe you could use this or sell this."
0: Oh shit! What the what the hell is it? It's
5: uh, we well, you see what I'm wearing?
0: Uh, yeah, that's pretty fancy.
5: It's an egg of one of those creatures.
0: Oh shit! Damn, you must have really pissed off its mom, huh?
5: That's what I'm wearing.
0: Oh Jesus, you're a fucking beast! He's yeah, no, he takes it and the egg is like huge compared to him. He's like yeah, no, I'll, uh... I'll see what the hell happens, and yeah, at the very least, I may be able to, you know, sell it to those uh, caravan people. Thank you.
5: Just helping you get back on your feet.
0: Ah, you're the best, big guy. And as he he walks through, you just hear him shout, Hey, hey! Hey, you fucktards, let's get back to work! (laughs) And they all immediately start scrambling back to kind of moving supplies around the camp. And you guys are on the edge of the
2: Shall we continue North? west? Um,
1: yeah, I was gonna ask. What's the plan?
3: Well, our goal is tribor, and that's almost directly. Can't see the map right now. It is. Okay. In- on your. At the end of the first day, as we're camping, each of them two hundred fifty gold.
1: Wow, that's awfully nice of you. This
3: is your share. We're supposed to use to with Belliard.
1: Sly dog, you. Well, Ilganoth
3: said that we could keep the remainder to help us on our travels. We didn't use anything, so... Seems fair that everybody gets their portion of it.
0: So your Ooh. first night, um... I take it you guys are going to find a spot off the side of the road to camp at? Or what are you guys doing? Are you guys going to work through the night?
3: We're used to being up for like 20-something hours, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say if you were to go so you guys left at like 11.30 in the morning, you guys traveled until nighttime, you guys could realistically travel until the sun started to come up, but at that point you guys would probably need to rest or risk uh, exhaustion.
4: Yeah.
5: I'd say rest tonight and then tomorrow we do that so we sleep during the day but we can use tomorrow to travel through the sunlight while we still have our sunlight thing
3: take as much advantage of our
1: sunlight protection as we can very economical of you Thrim.
3: you wouldn't know it but he does have a brain
1: You're just going to let him say that about you?
5: Eh. I let him think what he wants.
0: So on the uh, first night after you guys uh, subtract a ration from your supplies, um, you got to figure out who is technically doing a watch, even though uh, Nix and Cuddy will have their passive perception to guide them through.
3: And I'm only down for four hours, so. I mean, Trimmer Cuddy can take those four hours while I'm down, and then I'll take the rest of the night. Okay, so you'll take first watch then?
0: Sure. All right, who's taking your second watch then for the rest of the night?
5: I'll take it.
0: All Man. right.
5: I get to sleep all night. Well, when
1: you I know that to... you can actually do watch while you're resting. You don't have to sleep; you can just rest.
3: That's right. Oh. It's a period of inactive time,
1: as long as you're not doing anything strenuous. So,
0: yeah, because if you're if you are if you are standing watch, the whole point about that is just to roll your perception to see if anything. Uh, catches your eye during the night while everyone else is uh, meditating or, you know, in their repair state or sleeping if they wanted to.
5: Oh, so if we need a third watch, I'll totally just take it.
2: So you're doing nothing tonight. All
5: right.
1: <laughs> Maybe. All right. You never know how the rolls go.
0: All right, so for the first uh, four hours, Robin, you want to roll a perception check? Oh, fuck. Nine. Nine, okay. Um, as far as you know, the only thing that's really kind of sticking out are like the, the sounds of like crickets becoming more apparent being out in the middle of nowhere, because at least when you had, you know, Griswold and you had other people kind of accompanying you, this is like, since it's your first night by yourself, you got a little bit of that back in Belliard, but now really being out in the world, um, you get the, 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 occasional, you know, hoot of an owl, which is strange to you, and yet again, uh, up above you, just the, the black sky with the, the white holes poked into it, uh, kind of mesmerizing you as you are kind of observing your surroundings.
3: Remember, this is my second night doing this, because our last night in billiard, when they were asleep in the inn, I snuck off to the forest and slept there.
0: Yep. He's a sneaky
3: uh, boy. Mm- Basically, with that role, especially, I'm pretty much spending my night staring at the stars. Okay. Wondering what the fuck they are.
0: Okay, and nothing eventful has happened during your watch. So then, uh, the shift moves over to Cuddy. Sixteen.
1: Sixteen.
0: Uh, you, you definitely, you're, you're used to the sounds of the surface uh nothing too crazy the same like the crickets the owls hooting um occasionally you hear a little bit of rustling and then right at the corner of your vision you see like a deer kind of rush off into the woods nothing to wake anybody up for or really alarm anybody about um the one thing you are noticing is the the chainsaw snoring of Thrim. Uh, being a little bit of a detriment to the amount of sound you guys are making while you're in this camp. And with that, your night goes, uh, uneventful as well. So are you guys letting, uh, Thrym sleep in, or are you waking him for a watch?
1: I'm gonna wake him for a watch. Okay. I'm gonna help you wake him for a watch. You're sleeping.
3: I'm only down for four hours, and I'm meditating. I can come out of that trance anytime I want, and just kick him in the face and go back into my trance.
1: Kick him in the face. Alright, I'll kick him in the face.
5: I want to grab his foot. You're asleep. No, after you kick me. can try. I'm to grab his foot and then drag him to the ground.
0: Uh, so, uh, Nix, you want to do, uh, do uh, acrobatics to kick him? Uh, ten. Ten. And then, so you're able to, to kick him, like, right in the belly. <laughs> And then within within a couple seconds, Thrym reaches out, and you want to do a uh, uh, athletics check, Thrim, to try to snatch out and grab his leg. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> 24. 24. You just reach out and grab right a hold of his leg. And then what are you doing with him?
5: i'm gonna drag him to the ground
0: <laughs> with one swift meaty pull nix's body just slams right to the ground and you guys are face to face all right so uh you gentlemen n- now in the town it's like 7 7 30 in the morning uh the businesses look like they haven't woken uh woken up for business yet uh you guys are probably pretty damn tired from uh, altering your schedule to try to take advantage of not having to deal with the sunlight in your eyes um, and you guys up ahead there is a about a third of a mile away down the down the way it looks like there's a three-way intersection um, that branches off and it looks like it, it's also doubles as like a town square type setup so party what do I'm
3: cutting... You may have a more ease communicating with these people. Do you think you could negotiate our way into getting us a couple of rooms at an inn so that we can rest?
1: Yeah, we can go to an inn. I mean, I don't know if they're going to accept me any more than you.
5: Preferably one with a bar.
1: They all have bars.
5: men.
0: Like, it's literally a requirement part of, like, the uh, the code of building is that you, you have a bar and tables and uh, lots of alcohol in, like, every inn in all of Faerun. <laughs> um, as you guys are walking and having this conversation, uh, this town seems to have a large amount, an inordinate amount of guards. Uh, all wearing very, he- very heavy plate. Um, a couple of them, uh, a lot of them look human. Uh, you also are recognizing more half-orcs. Uh, and they're all just these, like, like steroid junkie fucking tank of guards, too. And they're all just kind of, like, glaring at you as they walk by. Um, a couple of them kind of, like, linger their stares as you walk by and kind of look at you from behind. Um... But they continue on with their patrols. Uh, but you get the impression that as you travel, there are always at least a couple pairs of eyes uh, upon you.
5: Do all the I'm guards look smile and wave and at them. every single guard I pass?
0: You're 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 a horrible person. Sorry, what would you say, Robin?
3: Do all the guards look shrimpy compared to Thrim?
0: Uh, they are a little shrimpy on the height. Um. But these these guys, um, if if they went toe to toe in like in an arm wrestling match, they would be pretty even keeled with like the uh, the thickness of those big boy muscles. All There right. They're they all like most of them have these very thick steel-looking halberds. Um, a few of them have these massive heavy crossbows, uh, like arched over their uh, shoulders as well.
1: Uh, I'll approach one. Just any random one.
0: Okay. And you see you, uh, approach a, uh, a human-looking one. And he looks over, his helmet's down, and he lifts it up, and you can tell right away he's human. And he kind of just grunts at you. He goes, what the hell do you want?
1: Hey, pal. What's the fucking deal around this place? Why is everybody so, so heavily armed and hostile? What's the big deal? You don't have to be it's... such a prick.
0: This is this is Tribor. What's what's been happening? I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the hell you want. You you're not from around here. Why do you care?
1: Well, everybody's giving me the fucking stink eye.
0: He goes, "Look at the company you carry." I, we're not even sure about you. Shh.
1: Yeah, you guys are mingling with orcs,
0: creating those are
1: half breed babies.
0: Those are those are half orcs. They're uh, they're accepted by society, unlike your dark skinned friend over there.
5: Ask him if he wants to arm wrestle. Um,
1: My my pal says that you seem like a prick.
0: And he actually chuckles at that. He goes, yeah, well, you kind of got to be a little thick skinned to be a guard around here.
1: Look, we're just trying to get the lay of the land. We're moving through, but we don't want to get jumped on the road on a, when we leave here. Is
5: there a table near us?
0: Uh, no. It it looks like one of the businesses to your left as you're going down the road uh, looks like it would have been an eatery, and it has like a little, like, area that tables would be set up, but it's all cleared away, and there's, like, little, like, uh, stone uh, bits that would put tables on, but there's nothing currently. Any flat surface at all? Uh, not where you are currently, no. Damn it. (laughs) He goes, all right, well, just follow the fucking rules and you'll be fine. Just, uh, w- what do you need?
1: We're just trying to figure out why everyone's so angry. We just want to be safe. We want to protect ourselves when we leave here.
0: Well, are you afraid one of us are going to jump you?
1: <laughs> no, but you guys are clearly defending yourselves from something. Some outside force.
0: Yeah, The outside. Anything willing to try to come up into our town to fuck it up?
1: Well, you better kick him out.
5: Point to Thrym.
0: Is that so? And he like reaches to like grab his halberd.
5: I'm gonna hand try and hand him the dead rabbit.
0: And he just <laughs> incredulously he he has one <laughs> hand on the halberd to pull it out of its like scabbard, and he just kind of like glances at you, confused, and he takes his hand off. He goes, Zia, is, uh, is he some sort of..." Simple fucking guy or something.
1: He's slow. Like, what? Real slow.
0: Look, I don't, I, I don't know if like, you know, you got him on a leash or something. But look, his his kind—they're they're out in the hills out there. Like they will fuck up anything. I don't know how the hell they even let all you guys through the gate. But you're 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 lucky you didn't get your throat your throat your throat slit from uh, some of the guards at the gate.
1: Was there a tavern or a, an inn nearby?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, there is. Right down, right at the uh, crossroad. We got the uh, the Tribor Trough over there.
1: Alright, well, if there's any trouble there, you know who it was.
0: Yeah, well.
1: Say <laughs> walk away.
0: Keep, keep him out of trouble. You're going to be held responsible for this too. Got it? Yeah, yeah he grunts and walks by Nix and just gives you like the, I'm staring at your soul as he crosses by you.
3: And he notices the expression on my face implies that I have no soul. I don't give two fucks. I've been looked down on my entire life. There's nothing new to me.
0: All right. So you guys are headed towards the center of town.
1: Uh, we're following Cuddy, I assume. Yeah, we're going to the, the inn he directed us to.
5: <laughs> Onward! Did he not want to arm wrestle? No. It seem like he wanted to arm wrestle. He was afraid not. of you. He smiled. It was like a, a
1: defensive reaction. He's just he actually did say that there are some more of your kind living in the hills nearby. Are they nice? <laughs> I mean, he didn't seem to make it sound like they were.
5: We should go see him anyway. What do you
1: think, Nix? Maybe we take a take a little rest and throw throw him a bone. Like, you know, a metaphorical bone, one that he won't chew through?
3: are you sure they won't look down on you for being enslaved?
5: I'm not enslaved oh. anymore. No,
3: but having once been enslaved, are you, are you sure your kind won't look down on you for being captured?
5: How would they know I was enslaved?
3: It's a risk you're willing to take.
5: No, nah, not really. It's not even... I just, just curious about what they're like on the upside. See how they deal with the sunlight. You always got to go making them feel bad like that.
2: You guys are supposed to be pals. We are. I'm just looking out for his better interests. I we wanna see roll.
5: stone giants arm wrestling. I mean I kinda wanted to do that too. I just want to arm wrestle somebody again. That was fun. Well, the other guy, not you Cuddy. You were that that was wasn't even a challenge.
4: I'm
2: sorry, I took your other opponent away from you. I'm sorry.
5: Well, I just don't understand why you couldn't do that when we arm wrestled.
2: It was just a little trick. I scared him. Uh, Let's go find a bar. (laughs) Alright,
1: well, I'll lead them to the the inn, or in the direction of the inn.
0: Okay. So as you get to the uh, the crossroads, you maybe come across another like ten guards on your way. Like this place is swimming in these heavily armed guards, and a lot of them are uh, working in pairs, and they're like chatting with each other, and of course just like staring you down. Um, you're noticing now that it's getting a little bit. Uh, A couple of the shops to your left are. Alright, so you're outside the Tribor trough. What are you boys doing?
1: Okay, so why are these guys such assholes heading for the door? Uh. Who are you asking? The fucking people I'm walking with.
3: How are we supposed to know why they're such
2: assholes?
1: No, you don't. E- you don't even have to reply, okay? I'm just talking. I'm talking, man. It's all you ever do. Yeah, well, it's like you guys don't even listen. What? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Would it hurt you to show you care once in a while? I don't know if you guys have noticed, but these guards seem to be assholes. (laughs) Very observant. What were you talking about, Cuddy?
1: I was saying how we should start some trouble in town.
5: I don't know. There's a lot of guards.
3: There are an unusual amount of guards. Kuddy, you may have a point. There might be something else going on in this town that... has all these guards on edge.
1: I just don't... I'm I'm just curious, because... I don't want us hitting the road... and then walking into, like, some orc stronghold and... getting skinned alive. Not that I have any skin, but... I don't think it'd be too good for you guys. We'd be like wood
5: chips. (laughs) Well, they seem to hire a very particular type of person to be a guard here.
3: You might need to learn the language first.
1: I don't think they're going to hire any stone giants here.
5: Just saying, we could talk to them about it.
1: (laughs) I tried that earlier. They weren't too...
5: kind. What did I ever do to them?
3: Maybe they just... shoving it out.
5: Yeah, they're probably
1: not interested in you shoving a dead carcass in their face. I don't know why, but it's, it's a nice gesture.
5: Well,
1: I'm going to keep doing it. So head into the uh, the Tribor Trough.
4: Okay.
0: So you go inside and you see uh, even at this early in the morning a couple of uh, what you'd assume were usual bar patrons sitting at tables. It looks like a couple of them are uh, playing some sort of card game. Another table, it looks like they're kind of rolling some dice. Uh, up ahead of you, you see a uh, gnome with a very bright pink mohawk uh, kind of standing up on the counter, and there are two guards inside. One of them is facing towards you guys, and the other one kind of has his finger out towards the gnome, and you see him, like, putting his hands up defensively. You see him reach down, and there's, like, a pouch, and he just kind of hands, hands it to the guard. The guard snatches it away from him, and then he, like, hits the other guard on the shoulder, and they begin to walk out. And of course, as usual, they're kind of eyeballing you guys as they go by you.
1: Um, I'm gonna, the one that took the gold, I'm gonna do, like, a, a little hip check and try to steal the, the sack of gold back.
0: Okay, he had, uh, he had put that, he had, like, quickly tied it. He has, like, a pouch on his side that he, like, a bigger pouch that he, like, slipped it in. So yeah, you'd be able to do a little sleight of hand, if you will, to uh take that away from him.
1: Twenty-three.
0: Twenty-three! Ah, that is a success. So yeah, you reach over and you definitely bump him and you hear the clattering of his armor and with that distraction of like the thick metal plates kind of like rubbing against each other and squeaking you would give him enough force to bump him into the other guard and throw him off while you would just definitely reach in grab that pouch and immediately pocket it and the guard immediately gets up in your face and goes what the hell is that for freak
5: oh i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm i'm new here everyone is just so mean to me i'm gonna offer him the dead rabbit <laughs> okay.
0: as you do that the other guard gets gets up to you. seeing his buddy go into action he slaps the dead rabbit out of your hand and like gets up in your face
5: i'm gonna slowly kneel down and pick up the rabbit and then offer it to that guard <laughs>
0: And seeing you do that, the, the the guard in your face, Cuddy, looks over and immediately starts, like, belly laughing as him and his buddy just start walking away. And it, it looks like they almost give each other, like, a little, like, fist bump as they walk out the door.
1: Uh, So I'll go over to the the pink, was it a mohawk?
4: It's Is a mohawk. Yep.
1: Yeah, the pink mohawk dwarf. Okay. And I'll uh I'll slap his his bag of gold down on the or his money and down on the table. And, oh uh, Pop oh. it open.
4: Oh
0: shit, you uh you you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. That that was uh that was money I owed them. Um fuck. Fuck and he starts like like spazzing out as he's doing that. Um quick! and he grabs it and like tucks it in. He goes he goes Look now, I don't know who the fuck you are, and I appreciate what you did, but if they come back you're looking for it, I'm gonna have to point to you.
1: What are you gonna point to me for?
0: Look, I gave that I, I gave them, I gave the money, I owe them owe them that fucking money. And you just like, you took it your... They lost it. Huh. Hey so he starts like grooming back the mohawk, the bright pink mohawk that's maybe like four inches up, the rest of his head's bald. He goes, Ah, oh, uh oh. Oh, Zeke, this is it. This is how they get you, Zeke. This is how they fucking get you. He starts looking around. He immediately pours himself like a a flagon of ale and starts downing it. He goes, "Well, if this is my last day alive, what the what the fuck do you guys want?" And he immediately looks over at Unix, and his like jaw drops to the floor. He goes, "Well, how the hell are to be alive?"
3: One more time, you broke up.
0: Oh shit. He he looks over. And, uh, sees you there, Nick, so he goes, How the hell are you alive?
3: That's an excellent question. What are you so worried about?
0: Well, th- that money, that money goes to, goes to, 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 to Mason. Um, if he doesn't get his money, like, we're, we're as good as fucking dead here. Um, place will burn down. The fucking guards will come and just fucking kill us all. You know, that kind of thing.
3: It doesn't sound like guards.
0: It sounds like a gang. Um, yeah, no, uh, th- th- we're required to call them guards. Um, watch out, a couple of the off-duty ones come in here too, and he looks over, and he points to a table where they're kind of playing dice, and you notice a couple, like, heftier guys that aren't paying attention to you guys, but. Who's this Mason? Uh, he's, uh, he's the, he's the one in charge of town, he's a. he lives up in the mansion up on the hill, uh, uh, Mason Verge. The guy they called Master? Um, yeah, some of the uh some of the real diehard ones uh call him master. They kinda revere him as uh some sort of god or something. He's some fucking human. Like, I don't understand it. What the hell's their deal? What's their problem? Um well, as you can see there's a a little bit of a The protection money thing going on here, uh... Look, there's... Some really fucked up things that happen in this town, but... You know, I I only know the half of it, uh... I come here to work... Twice a week they come and... Clean me out of the money... For profit, just enough to keep this place going... Uh... Just waiting... Waiting for the day, there's a fuck up, and then... Then... Me, I... Me, Zeke, uh... My name's Zeke, by the way... Zeke... Uh... Remember me if I die, okay? Uh... You know, big pig mohawk, right?
1: You're not going to die, (laughs) Zeke.
5: I'm going to take the dead rabbit and put it on the table. And because it's scum and everything, I'm going to take the... I'm going to open up, like, its belly and then make, like, a sign with my hands for the sack of gold and then point to the belly of the rabbit.
0: What, uh... What what does he want?
5: Yes, sir. What the hell are you doing? Tell him to hide the gold in the rabbit. They obviously don't want this rabbit.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um,
1: he said you can hide your gold in his rabbit.
0: Ah, is, that, is that some sort of stone giant sex thing?
1: I don't want to find out.
0: Alright, no, what? no, I was, I was just, I'm, I'm trying to break the mood. I'm I'm really freaking the fuck out here, but, alright, yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and do that. And he takes the satchel, and he, like, looks squeamish as he, like, takes it and, like, pushes it in the rabbit's body and he, like, folds it back over to cover it. And he kind of just, like, nods very, like, kindly to Uthrim.
5: <laughs> I'll just nod back and, like, shove the rabbit over to him.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you! And he takes it and like tucks it away, and you see there's like uh, like a little platter that he was like starting to make up, and he just put the dead rabbit next to that shit. He goes, ah, uh, you guys, you guys looking for food? You looking for a uh, a place to a place to stay? You uh, you looking for uh, a couple uh ladies of the of the night? If you catch my drift.
4: I
1: think we're just looking for a room. A, what? A couple rooms.
0: A couple of rooms. I got a. Yeah, I got, I got, I got three rooms. No one, no one takes them. No one really takes them. No one really comes to the Tribor trough normally. There's a couple other, uh, other places. I don't know how you got referenced here, but no one ever really sends people here to be honest.
3: One of the guards sent us here.
0: Ah. Uh. Yeah, bet I bet you that was uh, that was rhyme. That that motherfucker, he's uh, he's always sending people here, and uh, just watch out for him. He's uh, he's one of the sneakier ones. Well,
1: I, I guess we'll take a, a couple of rooms and we'll uh, we'll hang out for a little while.
0: All right, you wanna you want you want each have a room, or are you gonna bunk up? said
2: so you had
0: three right uh I got one big master room that you know that's kind of disheveled right now but I got three 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 separate single single bedrooms
3: we'll take the three
0: okay um you guys you guys gonna be sleeping now you got you guys look tired but um I don't I don't judge I know some people sleep during the day and other people during the night I, I don't I kind of don't know what uh what uh, dark elves tend to do for sleep.
1: Oh, well, he's a vampire, so... He's all No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh,
0: Jesus fucking Christ! Dude. No, don't do that!
5: I'm gonna start waving my arms to get his attention.
0: He, like, joltily, like, looks up at you.
5: And I'm just gonna make a drinking...
0: ...movement. Oh! Oh, yeah! Yeah, I can do that! I'm, listen, Ah, uh, I, 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 I may have to charge you guys, I... I I really can't afford to give away much in the, in the section of free.
5: And I'm going to hold up my finger for one and then point to the rabbit.
0: Oh, all right. I, I, I guess I can do that. You, you guys come on over too. And he pours out this like brown looking ale into flagons and he looks over. He goes, I, these are the big, and he pours two of them for you through to kind of make up for the fact that he only has these like medium sized cups.
5: I slide mine over to throne
0: Thanks, pal. Do
5: you guys I take you... all three and take them like
0: shots? Just <laughs> you guys? Uh, do you guys just traveling through Tribor? What's it do you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just. I'm. I'm just making conversation. I don't have a lot of people who. uh Who are, are too nice around here.
1: You wanna be you sure you wanna be nice to us?
0: Well, you kinda you know, just got my money back at you know uh high danger to my life, but you know kinda good people do that occasionally.
1: I just don't like bullies.
0: Oh well yeah, no, you came to the wrong place for for, for bullies then. They're they're everywhere.
4: Well, yeah I don't
1: really really know where we're going I think we're going to la la long saddle is that what it I
4: think oh, we're
1: that's... headed to long saddle soon but
0: that's a uh that's a town just uh north of here uh, a couple days travel
3: hmm I have a few things to look into in long saddle.
0: They, uh you do, you do you know much about this area? No no offense. I, I I don't get the impression you're uh you're very knowledgeable about the uh the surface.
3: I don't know much. What insight can you offer?
0: Uh no, long long saddle are uh they're they're known to train uh wizards and and sorcerers. they uh there used to be this big family of uh sorcerers called the Harples, and they uh they built the place up in kind of the middle of nowhere, and uh, they 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 do a lot of crazy shit there. There's a, there's a couple of them that are really unhinged, but um, occasionally they come down here. Not not too much anymore ever uh, ever since uh, Mason took over. But um, yeah, no, they're 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 good people up there. They uh, they're part of the Lord's Alliance that uh, kind of help you know make sure all the cities and towns in the, all of the area you know tend to have each other's back in case of uh, you know. Orc invasions and, and 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 drow ambushes, you know, things like that.
1: So they are protecting you guys in some way. They're just extorting you.
0: Ah. Uh, you know, I don't remember the last time this town got attacked by anything. Um you know, sometimes the hill giants and the uh the stone giants in the in the hills over there, they they tend to kind of you know, poke and prod, but I I haven't seen that happen in a while. Uh you know, maybe about 15 years ago we had a, you know, a group of drow try to try to come into town. And, you know, they they we've been known to see them. They uh they do hit and run. They'll come in, burn the place, uh, tend to capture people for slaves. But I haven't seen that happen either ever since Mason took over. So, like we're safer, but we're in more danger. I mean. You know, it's kind of hard to really figure out what the where the hell we are at with that. Hmm.
1: I already don't like the guy.
0: <laughs> Haven't even met him. Oh no, he's a he's a, he's a piece of shit. Um. He uh. He he wasn't bad until his uh his father passed away and he kind of took over, you know the 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 family business of uh of a mercenary group uh. They used to be part, good part of the town, but uh, ever since Mason took over, he uh he kind of turned him into this.
1: Thanks for the information. I think uh, I'll, yeah. I think I'll, have my drink over here. I'll uh, find a nice, hopefully a corner table,
0: maybe. Yeah, that one over there, that's... And as he points out, a couple of people had, like, gone up and left. He's like, oh, hold on, let me uh, let me clean it up for you. And, like, even before you can say anything, he runs over and he starts, like, cleaning it off and getting all the glasses off the table. Right right over here, you can you can take this one, sir.
1: Perfect. So I'll, I'll sit right down. And, uh... These guys who are, who are familiar... With how it works, I just I just like kick back and just start hibernating right there
0: just <laughs> looking out into the bar it's, uh he looks over at you is he okay uh he's you, he's you guys have beds upstairs to sleep in
2: he'll be fine for a little while he's just he's observing
0: okay um is there any, anything I can get you uh
3: glass of water please
0: uh, I, th- I i i i lost the last of my glass uh, cups but i i got a i got the the tankards is that okay Let's
3: just give me water i don't care what it's in
0: sure yeah he rushes over with a nice tankard of like cool water for you
3: put a small pouch of about 10 gold on the counter
0: oh no no do uh, you you really Shut overpaid up. Oh, see, yeah yeah yes sir okay he like slides it into his palm and like rushes off to like put it somewhere safe
3: I tap trim on the on the arm and gesture for him to come join me at Cuddy's table I'll just follow him in a Rather hushed tone, so the uh, off-duty guards have difficulty hearing us, if at all. Um, Thrim, you may not have caught most of that. Do you remember, obviously, what my matron was like? Yeah. There's a man in this town called Mason who's running these guards, much like the matron ran her armies. They are lording over this town, extorting their money, and unnecessarily controlling them. I don't much care for that, and I am inclined to find this mason and burn his house to the ground. Would you be willing to join me in that?
5: I mean, if we could do it. Not looking to get into too big of a scrap. There's only three of us.
3: Oh, we don't have to get into too big of a scrap if we can make our way, maybe find some more information, make our way up to his estate, present Cuddy as a gift. Who knows?
2: We find our way
3: in
1: there. Hey, that could work. You're supposed to be high. spherical man. I mean, I can, I, I can observe this. I can break out of it whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like,
4: hey, that's a good idea.
3: <laughs> what do you think, Cutting? Do you think Mason needs to be taken down and
5: peg? I would love to. I don't know that he's going to trust us, though. I've got a way
1: with people.
3: We need to find a way to
1: get to him.
2: Maybe draw him out.
1: Well, I did like your idea. Maybe not
2: you guys giving me as a gift but maybe, maybe I could go and work for him for a little bit.
5: Or his guards seem have seen me, and I seem to be pretty well-trained.
4: They
2: don't like you. They don't have <laughs> to like me. They just know I'm obedient. You got Thrym working as a guard. Cuddy is a maid. And if I travel by night, it's unlikely that I'll be seen. They did make a few comments about my dark skin. I should blend in fairly well with the shadows. Perhaps we can find a way to lower the guard around his house. If Cuddy's already inside, he can get us in.
4: Well,
1: let's worry about this after. Let's get some rest. And, um, shoot. We might have to be like regular people. Uh, working in the day.
4: Daylight.
2: Well,
1: if you guys will excuse me, I am going to take a rest and just keep an eye on things around here.
4: <laughs> he just
3: shuts down in his chair again.
5: I'll just go upstairs and find one of the rooms.
3: I'll go up to the bar and ask what's-his-nuts where our rooms are. Before thread and barges into random rooms.
0: No, there's uh there's there's three three rooms with the uh the doors open. You uh you can take whichever one you want. You go up the stairs, there's two on the left and uh one on the right.
3: I just nod and start walking upstairs. Okay.
5: I'm guessing the beds aren't even close to my size.
0: Uh no, they are not. They're (laughs) if you if you slept on your side you may actually in like kinda like get in the fetal position, you might be good on that.
5: I'll just sleep on the floor.
0: You uh you see actually, uh Cuddy, so when you're in that state, uh, you would assume presumably still have your passive perception, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. In your passive perception, you get the impression you're you're noticing kind of people coming and going, and those two guards that were there um, had left as well. That was, like, the big, like, notable thing. You've seen a couple, like, you know, random people go up to the bar, and you kind of hear Zeke in his, like, you know, like, panicky, raspy voice, like, generally, you know, handing them food, and, you know, it's basic conversation, nothing too jovial from that. Um. And then you notice, um... Two humanoids um, come inside, and in, in your passive state, uh, would you, would you, uh, d- with passive perception, I'm a little bit foggy, and would you have clear recollection of stuff happening, or would it be more yeah. fog? Okay, so you notice, uh, two, uh, He's like I'm a security camera right
3: now.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, we'll, we'll consider him like that. His head just goes, <laughs> um, I think it was more one like, You notice, uh, three, uh, females uh walk in and immediately go up the stairs So Thrim you're in your room Nix presumably you're in your room right Yeah Okay Um Thrim you hear a knock on your door
2: i'll open it
0: okay and standing there is a quite average looking female um she's very wearing very scantily clad clothing and she just kind of looks at you and goes hi there what and she takes her hand puts it up to your chest and pushes you into the room and goes to close the door
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, and Nyx, the same thing. You hear a knock on your door. I go to answer it. You see a, uh, a, f- a female elf, very, uh, on the frail and thin side, uh, wearing, like, very revealing clothing. She goes, oh, a drow. This ought to be fun, and she tries to walk into your room.
3: And I put my hand on my sword and ask her what what her
0: intent is. Oh no, honey, I'm... I'm here to help you.
3: I don't need any help.
0: Oh, come now, that's not true at all.
3: You look like you haven't eaten in a while. What will it take for you to leave?
0: Oh, quite on the contrary. Uh, I think I am here to feed. And with that, she goes to reach out towards you. Where is my information? This music isn't really helping me. It reminds, okay. me, of Harry, it reminds me of Harry Potter. Okay. Alright. I need you to make me a Wisdom Saving Throw. As she goes and touches your chest, just just reaches out, touches your chest, and you feel this, like, surge of warmth go into your chest.
1: Is this a charm?
3: She's
0: trying to give you the
1: suck.
0: She's trying to give give you the suck with two Cs.
1: Uh, A charm,
3: I have advantage.
0: Yes, you do have advantage on your Wisdom Saving Throw. (laughs) Nineteen. <laughs> Nineteen. She just kind of looks quizzically at you. She goes, aw, that should have worked. Uh, quickly to you, Thrym. Uh, yours does the exact same thing, so I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Actually, I can move us over to this.
3: Oh, <laughs> we have a map Fuck Cutty, you should have taken your room
2: Nah Sixteen?
0: 16? Uh, the same exact thing uh, Her charm fails on you And she goes, oh, that's okay We can still have a little fun, right? I'm gonna reach look a- at her
5: and, like, put my hand where her where her head is, and then drop it down to about her waist. Wait, what? Like, because I can't speak whatever language she's speaking. Oh. I'm trying yeah. to, like, show that she needs to be shorter to be my type.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she just, she goes, she just, like, looks really sad, like, she's understanding that. And then she uh, she just like looks down for a sec and then looks back at you wickedly. And you see her hand grow these claws and then go to slash at you. And that'll be a surprise attack for 18. Yep. I'll switch the music over in a sec and that's uh, uh, 7 slashing damage towards you. And we will go ahead and remove all turns, clear that up. Let me do it again. Alright, you guys can add your initiatives. And I need to change up the music. Cause Harry so... Potter, Harry Potter type music is not going to do it. Alright, my apologies. Trim, what'd you get for initiative? Twelve. Twelve? And now I roll my quote unquote female thugs. Bots. <laughs> <laughs> Ending. All right. So with that, uh, Nix, you hear from across the room, um, like some sort of like as like Thrim has uh kind of made a, a guttural noise of taking some damage. Um, Nyx, uh, I'm sorry, Cuddy, give me a perception check. Twenty three. 23, uh, you hear uh, something echo from down the stairs, uh, sounding like it came from Trim as well. Cool. So really quick, what would you end up doing in that moment? Um,
1: I'm gonna ask the bartender, who were those those women going upstairs?
0: Uh, I, I didn't see any women go up there, I don't know, who the hell are you talking about?
1: You didn't see them? Are N- you sure?
0: I I saw some people come and go, I got, uh, I got Joey over there drinking, but, uh, no, that's the only people I've seen come in.
1: Where do you get your, uh, your, your women of the night?
0: Oh, they're, uh, no, no one really wants them, unfortunately, they're all, uh, a bunch of gnomes. Um, but you know, I, I offer them up because uh, you know they gotta feed their kids.
1: All right, I'll I'll sneak up the stairs whenever I'm allowed to do stuff.
0: Sure. Yeah. After this round, you'll be you'll be you're right next to the thing anyway, so you'll be able to sneak up there next rotation. All right. So A uh, is going to uh, claw at you, Nix some sharp-ass claws that are 11, so I'm assuming that's a miss.
3: That's a miss.
0: As, as, <laughs> <laughs> as she tries to slash at your face, you can hear her, like, curse in, uh... in Infernal. Oh. You, you hear her say shit. No, I don't
3: know Infernal. Oh, wait, no.
0: I'm sorry, no, that is... Wait, which one's Fiend? Is that Abyssal or Infernal? Uh. Does that matters? Uh, it's the language of demons. Nope, she spoken abyssal then, and you understand that. She oh, said shit. Yep, she said shit right as she missed you. Okay. And she, uh, takes a step back into the hallway a little bit, and that is her turn. Uh, B... Uh, takes another step towards thrim and goes to do more of the same and whiffs that slash as well. She misses that. You hear her shout something out to female thug A. Um, saying, do you, and Nyx, you understand that? Do you got him? And you hear A, A go, no! And then she growls and keeps staring at Thrim And moves to thrim. Um...
5: So I cuddle Thunder when I sleep, so I already have him handy. (laughs) So yeah, so you see the same blue lightning go through his fist as I activate Thunder's lightning. Okay. And I'm gonna take a swing at her. Sure. I'm gonna imagine 23 hits.
0: 23 does hit. (laughs)
5: Twelve points of damage.
0: Okie dokie.
5: And then I'm gonna hit her again.
0: Eighteen. Eighteen is a hit, yes. Fourteen points of damage. Oh, baby. Okay. You just pump right into her. You almost feel like there's all there should be uh, more of an impact on her, um, but like for some weird reason, it feels like you're you're like hitting almost like uh, 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 something like double the size because it's not really rocking her all that much. You're dam- you're you're definitely doing the damage, but uh, there's something more resilient about this uh, small female who probably should have crumbled under an attack from thunder like that. Are you staying right where you are? Yeah. Okay. And with that, Nyx, you're good.
3: So, I'm gonna step forward, saying in Abyssal, who sent you? And I'm gonna sh- like grab her by the arm and cast Shocking Grasp on her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 27 to hit.
4: (laughs)
0: Not even uh, a contest there. That hits.
3: Dealing eight points
0: of lightning damage. Excellent. Okay. And with that, the round is over. Cuddy, uh, you rush up the stairs, now hearing, like, the cacophony of battle coming from Uh, the left as you go up the stairs. So you can go ahead and roll initiative.
1: I I snuck up the stairs.
0: Okay, wanna roll a uh, stealth check for me, please? Yeah. Uh, modded 20. Modded? 20. Oh, baby. Yeah. They... Yep, the one in the hall. As far as you can tell, the one in the hall um, that you kind of saw as you're, as you're creeping up the stairs hasn't noticed you. Sneak attack damage, rogue. And Nick that's, uh... That's your go, so Cuddy, you'll, uh... You rolled eight, but that was at the... So we're at the top of the round when you rolled your initiative, so you're still, uh... Wait, hold on. Descending. There we go. So you're still last on the initiative order. Um, a, uh, after receiving this jolt from you, uh, sa- says to you in in a, in a raspy... Uh, voice as you see her her body kind of change a little bit She grows a couple inches and these like bat-like wings like pop out from her back and she says an abyssal back to you Oh the master sent us to retrieve you and she hisses at you and tries to claw you again uh, And that is a good old natural one. So she misses the fuck out of that one boys and with that she uh, tries to walk away from you, Nyx, in a, in a hurry. So as she's walking away in uh, this direction, uh, you get an attack of opportunity on her.
3: Oh, God. Um.
5: 17?
0: 17's a hit.
3: Nine points of slashing damage.
0: Okay. And right as she turns her back to you, get her right in between the wings, slashing downwards, like down, like, following the spine. You hear her screech as she, like, almost, like, takes a jumping leap away from you, like, flapping her wings to give her a little momentum. She gets to the window and shouts, We need to leave now! In, uh in Abyssal, and she uses the rest of her movement action to jump out the, uh, oh my god, I just stretched her. Uh, she jumps out the window that is located here. Um, uh, B is gonna do the exact same thing, Trim. She's gonna try to run out of your room, so you get an attack of opportunity with her.
5: Can I use that attack of opportunity to try and grab her and pin, it, pin her to the ground?
0: Oh, uh, that is a very good question. Cause I know. Reaction. Yeah, that's what I'll need to look up. Grapple as a reaction. Uh, by rules as written, grapple cannot be done with an opportunity attack. It's unfortunately, yeah, it's not a reaction. It's uh, It has to be like a, as part of like your action during your turn.
3: Or if you had sentinel as a feat.
0: That's true, yes.
3: Because if you hit her with a reaction as sentinel, their movement's reduced to zero.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, I guess I'm just going to try and hit her in the face again. Well, the back of the head at this point.
0: So far with Wackner, so...
5: Yeah, I doubt it this time. 11?
0: 11? Uh, no, unfortunately that misses. So the same kind of, like, push off the ground. She, like, jets towards the exit and then expertly... Now she's, like, drifting at this point. She flaps those wings, goes around the corner, Nyx, you see her on her way out. She looks you dead in the eyes and says, The Master will be waiting. And and uh, jets out the window that her partner had uh, jumped out of before, and so with that,
4: uh,
0: as far as you can tell, so uh, there is no longer a threat, so there is no longer a turn order. Um, but yeah, from when you when you look outside, Nick, you can see them like flapping away, and they drift off to the right out of like sight. Uh, I'm
1: gonna sneak up to the edge of my room then check to make sure there's no other thoughts
3: (laughs) I was gonna say didn't you say three went up there
0: I meant two my apologies I, I, I thought about that too So Cuddy, are you going into your room or you're just like right outside your room?
1: Oh, I was just gonna check it.
0: Sure. Okay, yeah. Wanna roll a perception? You find a bed. Thirteen. Thirteen. You uh, look inside the this door is open, the one next to you. Um it's probably one of the rooms that um the uh, the, the barkeep had left for you, um, and you you look in and nothing seems disturbed in there. Ah, uh, there's a candle like glowing on the on the table. Uh, nothing is nothing seems to be out of the ordinary in that room.
3: This attack happened in broad daylight, right?
0: Ah uh, yes, it is about nine in the morning.
3: yeah, so two winged fiends just jumped out of a bar window and started flying through the air over a highly populated city in broad daylight.
0: You hear uh boom bump boom, boom the, up the stairs, uh Zeke comes up here. I don't have a uh a picture for Zeke. Maybe I'll use my little undead gnome. Hey uh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks around, he's like, What 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 the hell happened up here? What what happened to the window? Did you did you guys do that?
5: Those were the worst prostitutes ever.
0: No, no, no. I, 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 I got, uh, I got, I got, I got, like, no, no, no prostitutes. I don't have, uh, I don't, have, I don't. Have, what, what the hell no. were those? those? Those weren't my I, gnomes, right?
3: I just walk up to Zeke and, I'm like, why would Mason be sending fiendish women to attack us?
0: Oh, shit. Weird rumors about that. They're, uh. I think he uses them to, to, to force people up to the manor. He, uh,. He must, he must, he must have some business with you. He would normally, uh, send an escort guard, but a lot of the times he, uh, he kind of gets off on, uh, the, the kind of power trips of, uh, controlling people against their will.
5: I mean, they were kind of escort guards, if you think about it. <laughs>
0: and Zeke laughs a little bit, he goes, that's, a that's, that's actually really funny, thank you for that, that, uh, that kind of lowered my blood pressure a little bit, uh. You guys you guys didn't get uh, blood on the floor or anything, right? That's a pain to clean up.
3: I oh, know I didn't. Oh, maybe I did. That's right, I cut her back open.
0: Yes. Uh you you notice uh in, in Thrym's room, Thrim kinda as he's walking out of the room, he steps in it like this like dark uh black blood. That has been like splattered where you've been uh, slamming away at her. And not in the they sexy manner.
3: Fiends. They were fiends, right? Yes. So within the next minute, that blood's just going to fizzle into ash.
0: It will, yes.
3: I wouldn't worry about
0: it, Zeke. It won't stick. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. You ever seen oil on on wood like this before? That that shit'll seep in and uh,
3: start Zeke, to warp it. hundred and fifty years researching abyssal lore.
0: Don't worry about it. Um, okay, okay, I'll, I'll I'll trust you. Oh shit, I gotta get uh I gotta get uh Johnson down here to take care of that window, uh. We might get a storm or something, and then and then the really the wood's gonna warp on that. Oh my god! This fucking place is gonna be the death of me and he like slowly like walks down the stairs.
5: Hold on. Yeah? Because I've talked to him and he's talked back, I'm gonna assume he understands undercommon at this point. <laughs> oh DM slip.
0: DM slip! You are yeah, I'd assume he would know undercommon then. You don't know yeah, why. He is a
5: gnome too, so it kind of makes sense.
0: <laughs> He's kind a dwarf.
5: I thought either way. I'm going to say you said something about gnome prostitutes.
0: Yeah, no, I got some families that uh that kind of do that on the side for money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, no offense, I, I I, don't think this is the time, uh... Look, I I, I don't think this is exactly the, the safest place for you guys to be staying, and uh, there's a the potential for there to be a lot of collateral damage, so uh, it might be better for you guys to maybe find a, a new place to stay, or find some other plan. No offense.
5: Well, if you could point me in the direction of one of those, I could stay there.
0: Uh, I don't... I don't. I don't want to refer you to, to, to other places, but I guess, I I I don't have a choice. But, look, he 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 points over. He goes like, I I I got that room over in back. If you guys uh, if you if you guys, if you guys promise to, to not get into trouble with them uh, or you know try to ask him to take it outside or something.
5: Okay. All
0: right. That 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 no one ever uses that room. So maybe uh maybe that'll be a a good bet for you. There's only one window in the back. He goes over and he, he unlocks the door for you. He goes, Alright, uh I'll 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 be downstairs. And he clops down the stairs.
3: I'm going to check the condition of this room he's offering us.
0: Okay. And going in it. It looks like a like a room that you'd get from like a you know, like a, a fancy place, like it's it's got the double like two double beds and like you know it's it's about the same it's, it's just roomier and a lot nicer you assume for like higher paid clientele would get this room over like the single rooms
3: you guys staying in your rooms or are you joining me
5: Well, he kind of kicked us in there, so I'm going in there. Well,
3: it would seem Mason wants our company. Since he sent his bitches to fetch us.
2: Bitches.
1: Well, I guess that
4: He could have just invited
1: us to
5: dinner Like, dinner's a nice gesture
1: That kind of ruins our plans of being sneaky about it, but Hey, at least we don't have to worry about the guards going in
3: imagine at this point, we can just walk up.
5: Yeah, let's get some sleep
0: first. So... You guys agree? You're gonna get some shut-eye? I assume
3: Cuddy's going to shut down in that chair. Yep.
0: (laughs) Turn it it towards the door. Leaving, leaving the beds for the uh, for the organics.
3: He's watching the door when I go into my trance. By the way, I assume that when I go into my trance I'm like sitting upright.
0: Uh, um, yeah, I assume you're doing like a little like mantra pose or something. Yeah, uh, the single no... uh, window is right here.
3: Yeah, I'm going to be facing
0: that window. Okay, I okay. figured you'd want to do that, yeah.
3: I'm, I'm going to
5: take my trance on this bed, facing that window. Sure. Does the door open in or out?
0: Uh, The door opens inwards.
5: I'm going to sleep in front of the door.
0: Sure. Door is closed and Thrim's in front. You guys are setting up your defensive perimeter. I like it. Alright, so who's doing first watch?
1: I'm literally resting the whole time, facing
0: the door. Okay. So y'all oh, yeah. do your perception first, Cuddy? Sure.
1: I mean, actually, it'd be my passive perception, 14.
0: Okay. So a couple hours pass, and you notice Nix is kinda doing his... his. You see him, like, open an eye every once in a while towards the window near you. Um, You don't hear anything outside. You're, you're hearing the... Um, the noise of the city. Now you're starting to hear people peddling their wares. You're hearing kids playing in the street. Um, there's not too much. You hear some horses clopping out there. Nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. It sounds like an average city to you, which for you kind of almost puts you at ease because you're kind of a lot of places you're used to hearing that noise. Uh, but nothing eventful happens uh, during your. Uh, watch. Uh, Nix or Thrym, Who's next?
3: I'll take the remaining watch after my four hours.
0: Sure. So Thrym is conked out. Yeah. Back up, back up against the door, and so Nix with a perception.
3: <clears throat> Six. Six. Okay. <laughs> I am very <laughs> distracted by urban noises. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, that's actually a good a good way to describe it. You're hearing all these uh, weird noises of loud people. You you know, even in Menzo Berenzin, it's you know, people just go about their business without too much noise. Occasionally you hear like a wild animal that's like a pack animal bray or whatever, but you're just hearing this constant like din outside that window. And at the same time, you're almost expecting something to burst in to like attack you. So your your nerves are like right on edge, especially with uh, what those creatures were is what yeah. gets you the most yeah i don't much care for that okay
3: would i know what they were
0: Uh, roll me a history check with advantage by the way because you have uh abyssal lore as that is what part I of saying. part I was... of your history
3: oh, with
0: advantage with advantage mm, 17 17 yeah. judging uh, recalling you know your studies and you know understanding all the minions of loth and all the other types of uh, fiends that would come from uh the the nine hells. Um, you're getting the impression that there's a really good chance uh, you guys had encountered two succubus okay the, uh, the 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 feeling that you felt in your chest um, had tried to warm itself into your brain and you feel like it was trying to take control and that of course is one of like the trademarks of the succubus yeah
4: all right.
0: And with that we got Cuddy for four hours or that, and Nyx with four hours for that. Uh, th- so you guys are well rested after eight hours. It was eleven, so it's probably six at night. Six, five thirty six at night at this point. So you're still you're still hearing, you know, the commotion out outside. Uh Thrim. presumably you're waking up from uh your uh injuries being healed.
5: Is it daylight savings time? It, like, is it dark?
0: It. it no, <laughs> it, it's, it's the sun is starting to go down, uh, but there's still a lot of illumination and there's still a lot of people going about their business outside. It looks like the sun going down hasn't affected it too much.
1: Excuse me, do we um, do we want to go in guns blazing we'll go in there all friendly like I'm not sure you want to just but you know it's um, it, it's like um, it's like a crossbow but you just you only need one hand to hold it I think I think underground they call those hand crossbows
5: Well, I don't have my rabbit anymore, so I can't be friendly.
0: (laughs) His friendliness was all dependent on that rabbit. That's all you had to be friendly, was the rabbit. (laughs) Without that rabbit, he's just, you know, the Incredible Hulk. He's all pissed off all the time.
3: I just wonder... I see... If we were to step out of this bar into those crowds, I see it going one of two ways. They either avoid us entirely or we start a riot. It's pretty clear that we are not welcome here. We've gotten a couple of a couple of lucky encounters, but judging by the looks that we were getting from the guards, the common populace here are not going to be welcoming to us at all. Do you, Would it... Do either of you think that it might be more prudent for us to wait until nightfall when the streets have cleared for us to make our way to the mansion?
5: Oh, certainly. For sure. Yeah, that's probably the best idea. And as much as I don't like what this guy's doing... It's not really our problem. Just saying, if there's something he wants that we can use to our advantage, we might want to try and take that. I think it
3: became our problem when he sent those succubi after us.
0: Um, Right after you say that, Thrim, you hear right behind you, you hear a knock on the door.
5: Right. right, I'll open it and then hold thunder out, pointing at it as I open the door.
0: Yeah, in front of you, I'm you casting. don't, you don't see a, you don't see anybody. And then you hear, um, hi, uh, excuse me, hi, um, down da- down here, and you look down, and 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 Zeke is is down like really low down on you some um, I I got I. there there are uh, some some guards who are are here um they they were they were told to come get you um they they, they told me to tell you that uh you guys have been in, invited for dinner
1: <laughs> they've <were> been listening <clears throat>
3: Oh, right, you can understand him now.
0: Yeah, t- yeah t- t- somehow I understand under so him and I can have a nice conversation now.
3: We pick up on languages quickly, I'm impressed.
0: You know, uh... You know, it's, you're, you're around a lot and you end up catching things here and there, you know? Travel a lot when I was younger.
1: They're both romantic languages. It makes
5: sense. <laughs> <laughs> tell not... them I'd like one of them to invite us in person, but just one of them.
0: Um. Uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll get him. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's that prick Rhyme. He's the, he's the lead one. He's he's down there looking for you. Uh, you look, you guys. He like kind of like leans in. He, you guys are gonna tell him about the the, the money thing, are you? Like this is what Mason. This is Mason we're talking about no
1: no no Zeke hey where's the Mason's remember. house
0: anyways he's uh is if you take if you take the trail in between the the residential and the industrial section there's a there's a group of houses up there and there's a little bit of a hill and he's on a a, a mansion up there
5: I don't remember a money thing I remember giving you a
0: rabbit oh oh I, I, I get it now and he like winks because all right uh I'm going to have uh the, the guys here to repair the window. He's going to come up first, but yeah, you want you want the the, the lead guard to, to come up?
3: Sure. Yep. Send a problem.
0: All right. Uh Like, a, don't don't cause any trouble up here. This is like, like This is my business. You you understand, right?
5: right Maybe I'll don't do have the guy come up to fix the window just yet.
0: Oh, oh shit. Okay. Um all right, I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell him to wait a minute. Oh fucking Christ! And he like walks by. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Hmm. Well, I will be. Uh, I'll be right back. I open the window and hop out.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, so. All right, so right, right outside the window, there there is like a little bit of like a, like a shelf to like stand on. And besides that, you are um, about 10, 10 to 12 feet above the ground. Yep, I'm going to hop down. All right, so I need you to roll an acrobatics not to take fall damage. Uh, 24. 24, that's enough. Um, If you guys were to... The front of the bar would be in this direction, so that would be the road. Um, so behind you, Cuddy, and I think I can reveal this and then draw a little bit, is another building that's just kind of, like, hugged up against it a- Whoa, what the fuck? Uh, so you're, like, in, like, an alley.
3: So he just climbed down a fire escape and ran down an alley. Yeah,
0: he just, like, fucking said, like, "But see you later, guys.
2: And I guess while they're waiting for that guy, I'm going to creep over here and look down the side of the building as well. Sure. (laughs) And you died. And you dead. You you dead, bitch. Eternal darkness. Let me
0: reveal that area and you got the the exact same thing it looks like uh a residential house kind of splits about there but there's like you know there's like boxes and debris hold on there we go i had it on the wrong overlay so it's like there's like you know a couple boxes and debris and like trash you know typical like city shit
1: are there any any, um, any windows along the side of the building? Um, for the Our first floor,
0: y- uh, yes. I'd say, yeah, because I didn't have a first floor listed out. I'd say, like, there's just a couple windows here, and then a small window here. And this would be, like, the, the kitchen would be beneath where uh, your room was. Okay,
1: well... I don't want to take away from whatever they're doing, but I'm going to sneak over to one of these bottom windows down here. Sure, whatever.
0: You look in, and you see six uh, guards in that heavy plate uh, now wielding their halberds out forward, um, just kind of, like, looking kind of nervous, like, looking all around. And one of them is kind of, like, seemingly, like, kind of talking down to Zeke, which isn't very hard, because the one... And so you see him like roll his eyes and he begins to head upstairs and you recognize that as the one that you had seen before. The one, too, he's referring to as Rhyme. So then, uh, Thrym, you hear, uh, is the door closed now or do you still have the door open?
5: The door's open and I'm standing in the doorway.
0: Okay, so then you hear like the heavy, like, plate mail ching, ching. Ching, as he comes down the hallway his weapon is sheathed and he like leans over he goes so did he give you that invitation what and he just like shrugs at you like he doesn't know what to say at this point
5: I'm gonna hold my hand out to him to shake his hand
0: and he just from, from this standpoint he just kinda like looks at you like who the fuck are you
5: Okay, I'm going to look back at Nick's and say it is customary for a dinner invitation to be provided by a friendly person.
3: So I gesture for Thrim to move over so that I can take the space to the door.
5: I do it begrudgingly.
0: Oh yeah, I, I recognize you. Ah, uh, so you coming with us or not? Am I telling him you're not coming?
3: Rhyme, is it?
0: Yeah, Rhyme. Rhyme Cole.
3: Well, Mister Cole, thank you for pointing us to this lovely establishment. You can tell your master that we've received his invitation, but it is polite to be sent one in person. If he wishes to see us, he can come to us.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that old. that little stinky fuck never has left his place in uh, all the years he took over. He never leaves that place.
3: <clears throat> what business does he have with us?
0: Well, he looks over at the broken window. It looks like uh, he tried his old fucking trick again, but. Uh... Uh, He didn't tell me, he just said to invite you for dinner. He didn't seem very hostile about it, to tell you the truth. He, uh, If I had to guess, he probably... If I had to guess, he probably has something against you. And uh, wants to use it for his own end. But, you know, that's just my experience with that old decrepit piece of shit.
3: I see you speak very highly of him.
0: Well, we're all pieces of shit around here, honestly. That, that one, uh, worse than others, but, uh, you know, the pay's good. We keep this, uh, city pretty fucking safe, if you ask me, uh. So, I can't say too much against that old, old codger, but, uh, yeah. I think, uh, they really weren't, uh, whatever the hell he sent over here, I'm assuming it's his, uh, it's his ladies. Uh... I don't think he exactly sent them here to kill you, to be honest with you. That's his way of uh kind of mind fucking with you.
3: Yes, well when they put their claws against us, I can't be certain that they weren't out to harm us.
0: And he laughs and he like takes a second. And he like puts his halberd up against the wall and he kind of like adjusts his plate mail a bit and he holds up and shows like exposed skin underneath, and you see like very like recognizable like slash marks on his belly. He's he yeah, don't you don't don't I fucking know about this?
3: Until your master we will consider his offer.
0: All right, that's uh the best we can do here. Like, you know, unfortunately he told me to bring all the gods with me, but uh, you know, I got nothing against you guys. You uh look like you've been treating uh, uh Zeke pretty well, so you know you guys are okay in my book, to be honest. Any Why drop your stickles here? No, to be honest, uh, no one really comes here. Uh, Zeke uh, kind of gets the stick end of the shit, if you ask me. You <laughs> can see what I did there. Anyway, uh, I figure I could throw him a bone, maybe give him a little bit of money. I feel bad that his uh, window got smashed over there, but, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen how it is around here.
3: Yes, I've seen plenty.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll let him know you might, you might be popping over, uh, that way if you go up to the manor, the guards won't give you no shit, okay?
3: Fine. I shut the door.
0: You hear him, like, chuckle, and you hear the shink of, like, the halberd being, like, put away. And you just hear the clump, 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 and you hear him go back down the stairs. Uh, Cuddy, you see him uh, go back down the stairs, and you kind of kind of look over, and you kind of see him, like, say something to Zeke, and Zeke looks kind of, like, nervously laughing, and, like, it honestly looks like a genuine, like, smile coming from Rhyme. From And then after that the uh the six other guards in rhyme just kinda like shuffle out the door. Um and you see them kind of go in uh in this direction, Cuddy, to the right, uh, down the street.
3: I just turned to throw him and I'm like, I don't trust that man as far as I can throw him. And you know I can't throw him.
5: I was just trying to shake his hand, you know. It would have been a shocking development for him. <laughs> See what you did there? That was cute.
3: Don't worry, John. You'll get your
2: chance.
4: <coughs> okay.
1: Um, I'm going to go to the front of the bar. Tavern. Oh, okay. thingy, and... um. Is there, like, I don't know, like a, a a post or something, you know, holding up a, a, a roof or some shit? I don't know.
0: You can always find something like that there, to just kind of hang out there.
1: No. <laughs> no! Uh, I'm gonna take out some chalk that I stole from that ghost girl.
4: Oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, I, and I'm gonna draw, like, a little caricature of of nick's like looking all grumpy and edgy with like an arrow that points down on the ground oh, and then on, <laughs> and on the ground and under common i'm gonna write investigating mason and i'm gonna head towards where his house is
4: <laughs> okay
2: all right
3: I guess a couple hours pass before I turn to Thrim. I don't think Cuddy's coming back. Do you think we should go see Mason?
5: I have a feeling that's probably where he is, so, yeah. <sighs> All right.
3: So we'll make our way out the bar.
0: Okay. I would say realistically, it probably wasn't a couple hours. I'd figure you guys like waited fifteen or so minutes for him. I don't know. We He's just like, he where the it, fuck did he go? <laughs> he just, just, just kind of dipped out the fucking window, and you're like, okay, well, fuck. Well, see,
3: my thing, my thought process is, they only sent two succubi. Mason wants Thrim and I. They didn't send a third one for Cutting. They're targeting me and Thrim. So, my assumption was that Cuddy was dipping out so that he could be—I'm spacing on the word right now—but like, so he wouldn't become in, he wouldn't end up incriminated in whatever happened.
4: Okay. So he could,
3: he could maintain his anonymity. That was my assumption to that.
4: Oh, I see.
3: So I didn't know exactly where he was going, but he said he'd be back, and he hasn't come back. Where the hell they go, that son of a bitch!
0: Alright, so, Cuddy, what what are you doing?
3: Oh, I'm well, headed to... Investigating Mason, according to the caricature written, ch- written in chalk outside the bar.
0: Well, <laughs> so Cuddy has, like, a 15-minute lead on you, I'd say.
5: Before we leave the bar, is Zeke down, like, at the bar?
0: Yeah, yeah, Zeke is now uh, talking with... Uh, a, a guy, and it looks like he has like a, a big satchel full of like uh, wood, and it, it looks like he's the guy there to probably put, repair the window.
5: I'm gonna walk up to Zeke and, and undercommon say, put him to work.
0: And he points to the, the window guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for not breaking anything up there. I mean, I'm sure it was maybe tempting to, to punch a guard in the face or something, but I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't. And he did, he kind of like looks over and speaks a couple words in common to the guy, and he goes up the stairs to go repair, uh, or start repairs on the window.
5: And then I'm going to hand Zeke 20 gold and say, sorry about your window.
0: Oh, no, th- this isn't necessary, but th- th- thank you. I appreciate it.
5: All I'm good. (laughs)
0: All right, so Cuddy, you've had 15 minute head start. You were heading in the the general direction. Yes. Okay. So through kind of a little bit, uh, do me, because you weren't around for that conversation.
1: I did ask where he lives.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. It's the, the house. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Yeah. So you, you have a general direction on that. Okay. So are you, what what's your, what's your attack plan here?
1: Uh, I mean, I want to scope out the place to begin with. Are there like a bunch of guards or?
0: Um, yeah. As you, as you go down this portion of the street, there are uh, a thicker amount of guards than you've seen on the other streets. And even in some of, like, the alleyways of, like, uh, the residential areas, you see, like, the occasional, like, patrol. They seem to uh, see you and uh, give you a quizzical look, but none of them, like, approach you or, like, look like they're gonna uh, cause any scene with you.
4: So,
2: <laughs> in
1: But, uh, yeah, I guess my goal would be to uh, get to the house, see what the situation is like outside. Sure. Maybe if there's, like, a second floor I can, like, climb up to and look in or something. Uh, just trying to get some, in- some intel.
0: Sure. There are, uh, so you go about ten minutes down the road, and, and th- there seems to be, like, an escalation in it. And all the houses immediately drop off, and it's very apparent up on this hill in front of you is this, a uh, very large manor, um, structure. Um, it looks like in in the front, uh, very, very large double doors, about 10 to 12 feet high, uh, seem to be the main entrance for it. Uh, there's a group of guards out in the front of the building, uh, maybe five or six, just kind of hanging about. They look very lackadaisical. They have their weapons, kind of, a couple of them on the ground, a couple of them leaning up against the building. Um, you see some of them walking around the sides of the building as well. Um... And in the the front of the building, you see the doors swing wide open. Um, at this point, you're probably close to 60 feet away. Like you're you're far away from enough away from the property that the guards really aren't paying attention to your presence. You're just kind of still walking along the main road. Um, you see the the doors burst wide open, and this giant hulk of an ogre just steps out of the manor, stomps out, and he looks over at the guards. And the guards just kind of glance up at him, and they shake shake their head no, and he, like, steps a couple steps back and then closes the door back up again.
1: Oh god, I'm running back towards the bar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stop. So, at that point, you're heading back to the bar, um... You guys have seen the chalk drawing, and you kind of have deciphered his uh, thieves cant of uh, deciphered uh, drawing of chalk. Uh, and you meet up about halfway, uh, so Cuddy about halfway back, and about a tw- uh, 10 minute walk ahead of you guys, uh, you meet up with Cuddy.
1: Well hey guys, okay. Touch a little chat go?
3: Surprisingly peaceful
1: that's good that's good Uh-oh.
0: guards guards are walking by you guys but they're actually keeping a little bit of a distance from you now and you're actually not getting as many like dirty looks from them as you were before
1: well uh, that, that that's good i'm glad you guys had a great chat it's that's awesome it's peaceful but and then i just like yell but they have a fucking ogre at Mason's
4: house
1: It was
3: unnecessarily loud, as I, you know, like stick my finger in my ear, like,
0: ow. The the one thing I'm I'm so sorry, Cuddy. The one thing you noticed about that ogre was he was actually wearing what looked like fine clothing, fine tailored clothing that fit his body.
1: There was a well dressed ogre. <laughs> <at Mason's house>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, that's an important detail. I forgot to mention.
5: Are you sure that wasn't Mason? Why would it be Mason?
3: Well, Ryan said he never comes out of his house, and he sure. can control all of these
5: guards. So, it would okay, it could
1: sense. have been. It could have been Mason. Sure. Uh,
5: Whatever. It doesn't the change the good. fact
1: that there's a fucking ogre there. It's a trap.
3: It very well could be. I don't know. Do feel
0: like killing an ogre tonight?
5: If I have to, and I don't think they're just gonna let us out of here without going to dinner. So.
0: Yeah, it's about seven thirty, eight o'clock at night now.
3: Ah. <sighs> Even if it is a trap. I have a feeling that based on the volume of guards, we may not have a choice. Yeah, I don't think we do either. Cutter, are you going to sneak off again, or would you care to join us for dinner? You can pretend to eat if
1: you'd like. Hey, I can eat, alright? Smartass. I don't know. It seems like a bad idea to be in a confined space with
5: an ogre. What would you yeah, have Yeah, I'm us- not that scared of an ogre.
3: What would you have us do, Cuddy? I
1: don't know. Do whatever you want.
3: How dense were the guards around the mansion?
4: Mm,
1: There's a good lot of them. At least five or six at the door. More crowding the streets nearby. So
3: sneaking in, maybe, out of the
5: question. Was the mansion built out of boners or some other type of material?
1: (laughs) Uh, it was pretty dark. But I would, I suspect boners.
4: Oh, this is,
3: that's a joke that's going to last the entire campaign, isn't it?
4: It is.
3: (laughs) You may actually end up needing to give the audience context on that.
4: (laughs) Boners are trees. (laughs)
0: By the way, boners are trees.
5: <sighs> well, I think we should at least have dinner with them. Let's get this over with.
1: You know, I'm imagining that even Cuddy thinks that trees are boners. Someone said that they've got they've got wood. And and I was like, <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> and then they were like, you know, like a boner, and I was like, oh. <coughs> oh, okay.
2: And you just <laughs> equated that because
3: you're made of wood, and, you're, and to you that just makes sense. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm
1: technically genderless.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. So you guys are headed to the mansion?
3: Might as well.
0: Okay. So you guys slowly walk back. You guys now are getting a, a picture of this mansion. It, uh, it's made out of, um, like a combination of, of boners and, like, a slate, a slate, a very thick, uh, types of different, like, shaped rocks, uh, essentially just a very, like, well-made, uh, mansion, like, this thing, it makes every other house in this entire city look like a, a, a cardboard hut. so this uh, place
5: is essentially rock hard boners
0: rock hard (laughs) thick boners guys (laughs) um (laughs) you do notice there is a second floor to it um but there doesn't seem to be any windows it looks like it was almost like added on at some point it doesn't quite match the aesthetic of the rest of the building and as you guys are uh coming close you actually notice up in the sky way beyond you notice a couple of winged figures kind of like swooping in the sky um it looks like they're miles away like it's very uh, you're barely seeing them as like the sun is like lowering down but you're probably getting the impression that it's your uh, your ladies are out there somewhere bleeding bleeding <laughs> you guys uh walk right up to the guards that are hanging out
2: i mean
3: we were told by rhyme they wouldn't give us any shit
0: and as you do then none of them do they all just kind of look at you and they kind of avoid their like like eye contact with you guys and one of them kind of walks forward he goes oh you're the uh you're the guests of uh mason i suppose so all right uh yeah no, hold, hold hold on a minute and he just takes his, like, halberd and the butt of it and boom, boom, boom on the door. And you guys feel it in your, like, feet. You're you're feeling like a thum, thum, thum. And the doors open wide. And this, like, 15-foot ogre who has to bend his head down with these massive tusks. Uh, doesn't look like he has a weapon on him, but just like Cuddy said, he's dressed in, like fineries and there's no stains on them there's no rips or tears and they look like it fit his body well and he like looks at all three of you and then he like cocks his head as if come inside and he like leaves the door open and you see him like walk into the building and turn around to wait for you
2: I'll follow I'll go inside
4: okay
1: I've never been one to disagree with an ogre.
0: (laughs) Nyx, what are you doing?
3: I'm... I'm following along. Okay. So you guys... I still have mage armor up from when Rhyme was
0: approaching. Ah, yes.
3: So I might be a little shiny.
0: Might be a little, little sparkly. Uh, I am gonna move you guys over to this. Look at that. And so as as you guys go in, you're noticing like these like marble floors with a uh, beautiful like chiseled bits. And Thrimur, as a stone giant, you're pretty impressed with this. You're you're not recognizing this as like stone giant work. It's strange to you that something so beautiful could just be on the floor. That wouldn't be of like a careful, meticulous like stone giant architecture. And right in front of you, about fifteen feet away, is the ogre that kind of puts his arm to the left. And he like grunts as if as if to say this way.
5: I'm gonna kneel down and inspect it.
0: Okay, yeah, it's it's just really like fancy marble work in uh in very large square tiles.
3: I'm going to take all my mason's tools.
0: I'd like to just, no, I'm just... chip away at a little bit in front of the ogre.
5: I'm just, I'm just memorizing how to make it.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I'd, say, I, I'd say, yeah, you can <laughs> you can easily figure out like how to do the patterns that you're witnessing in front of you.
3: <laughs> well, we know what Thrim's going to do when he retires from the military.
0: Yep. yep. Just marble flooring. Hey, come on down to Thrum's uh, Thrum's depot right over here. We got the, all the marble flooring you need. It's me, Thrym. My voice changed.
2: We just killed the guy.
5: <sighs> See what he wants 1st
0: heading inside. So- I'm inside. <laughs>
3: Was he pointing his left or our left? Uh,
0: his left, so your right. I'll just go where he's pointing. Okay. Yeah. So as you guys go over to this area right here, uh you notice it actually goes into like a dining room. I will open that up right here.
3: And the ogre. You built an entire mansion.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. <coughs> it's, it's just this me. these these two rooms right here. That's you know just these two rooms.
2: Hmm. Yes. Why is your ogre <sighs> limo-
3: monstrosity camel?
0: It's like it's like the like the, the generic ogre picture from like D books. <laughs> I couldn't find an ogre in, like, fineries.
5: <laughs> you couldn't find a tuxedoed ogre?
0: It just, like, copy-paste the tuxedo on top of the ogre face.
5: Shrek had to have worn at least a suit in one of those movies.
0: <laughs> no. So you are noticing all the, all the archways going in, like, these doors are almost as massive. Um, so it looks like the ogre could, like, squeeze into this room as well, uh, just by bending his head down. So Thrym, you're like, you're excited because this is one of the first places you've been in where you don't have to, like, watch your head.
2: Not to mention the ogre is twice his height.
0: Yes. And you guys did notice over here there was an area with a uh, door at the end of the hallway. But here we go. Uh, Cuddy, uh, you're still around the corner or are you heading into the dining area? I will join them. So, uh, as you guys go in, uh, Thrim, th- is this a good seat for you?
3: Yeah, you want to sit the metal, John?
0: I'll sit the metal?
5: We cannot hear you. Seems like a good spot
0: for me. Okay. And then as you reluctantly go in the room, next, you just hear the the thump of the ogre walk to the side of the room. And there is an open doorway and you guys can kind of see into this room, but not too much.
2: Escape to complete.
0: There we go. It looks like it leads into another area that has, like, more of that marble flooring, but it's kind of dark in there, and you can only see, like, gray, and it looks like potentially could be, like, a living room, but you're not entirely sure. Uh, this room is very, very, very bright. So it's kind of affecting your ability to look in that room. Uh, behind the ogre, there is a, another closed door. Um, but um, you're hearing like uh, noises come from that room that sound like you know metal upon metal, and like scraping, and like sizzling, and like noises that uh, usually are accompanied from like the back of a tavern of like food cooking.
5: I'm leaning against the wall with my arms crossed. Okay. I'm gonna turn to him and just look at him and say, under common.
0: What do I have for him? Give me one second. And he like, looks at you, but he kind of gets that it was like a language barrier. And then he like growls at you but then he like coughs and he goes and you he says in giant he goes how about giant
3: How such a sexy voice
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I can work with that
0: He looks he looks at everyone and he he peeks into the next room and it looks like he, like, nudges his head towards the room. He looks back at you all... And he goes... May I present to you the master, Mason Verge. And you hear, like, this, like, very eerie, like... Almost like a whispering noise. And you, you see a glow come from the other room. And it's like a purplish glow that gets closer and closer to that room. And then right at the edge of of where that light is starting to hit and you can really see it, um, you see a human covered in red robes, covering most of his face, except he's sitting on a a disc that's floating three feet off the ground. Uh, The robes are inlaid with, looks like gold filigree with like swirls and patterns and uh, ...what you could kind of almost guess as, like... Um, ...very scholarly uh, gear. Uh, you'd see this a lot, Nicks with, like, the, the people who worked in, like, Sorcerer... ...where, like, the higher-ups would wear very fancy robes like this. Um, you notice, as he comes in the room, like... ...he has one arm up, and he's holding a wand. And as he's moving forward... You notice as he tilts the wand to move around the corner, the disc moves with it. You look over at his face, and you see a uh, mask covering this side of the face. And as he comes into the room, you can see his eyes. Uh, One eye is completely white, and the entire face is covered in burn scars. There seems to be a glowing ruby pendant with a gold serpent wrapped around it, hanging from his neck. And he kind of, he goes in and floats to about here. And he looks around the room at you. Thank you, Cordell. That'll be all. And the ogre, like, stomps off into this room and, like, disappears around a corner. Wait, what was the name? Cordell. Cordell. Write that down. Cordell. You know, originally, I thought it was kind of rude for you to uh, blow off my dinner invitation, don't you think? I think it's
5: rude for you to send people to try and force us to come here.
0: What What? what the hell did that simpleton say? N- never I'll mind. say it, it again and...
5: in Elvish and Yachtin.
0: Does he speak any of the intellectual languages at all? He's kind of the people. You bring him in. Imbeciles. Never mind, I'll take care of it. He throws a hand towards you, him very suddenly. And you feel like, almost like a fuzziness in your mind. He goes, there, is that better? Can you understand me now? And you can fully understand him. What? (laughs) Whatever. I don't really need to be talking to you anyway. It's not a big deal at all. And the entire time, like, his head is moving... And the wand is kind of like, almost like a conductor is like squishing because he looks irritated now, and he goes, "I may have gotten off on the wrong foot. I apologize." Um, Yeah, you're
5: being an asshole.
0: That's enough out of you. And he like pulls a, he pull, he puts the wand down, pulls his hand back, and you can no longer understand him. Correct. As you may have guessed, uh, I'm, uh, am Mason. I, uh, well, to be honest, I own this town. And then I, uh, I heard of a, a, a group coming from the, uh, one of the Tribor roads from, uh, that little, uh, backwater piece of shit Belliard, right? I normally you- wouldn't think much of it. I, uh, usually let my guards have a little bit of fun with them. Maybe, you know take him out in a back alley, see if they have any uh, anything worth selling. What? But you see, I was warned about you. And he takes off his mask with his wand. He kind of does like a, a presentation float thing. And you notice you can see his bottom row of teeth underneath the mask and his face is horribly disfigured. Oh!
1: oh put it! Put it back on! Put it back on!
0: And he, he kind of like, grins, he goes, Now, I, I, I like that sense of humor from you. That's that's better. I can I can speak much more clearly now. It's disgusting. I'll give that to you. I, I will not uh, say I am the most beautiful man on this planet anymore, but I used to be. You'll just have to trust me on that. Listen, Nix, why don't you uh have a seat at this table?
3: <clears throat> I'd rather stand. Oh,
0: I'm sure Thrym over here would uh would love your company.
3: Trim would be fine on his own. I would rather stand.
5: I'm gonna get up and walk over to where Nix is standing and lean
0: on the wall next to him. Oh my, and the uh Dinner hasn't even been served yet, and you guys are being awfully rude.
3: Rude is sending your succubi after us.
0: Pardon me, I I get a little anxious when uh when new people come to my town whom I need to have business with. I kind of an immediate need for it if you catch my drift. He looks over I'm sorry, uh Cutty. Are you, uh, uncomfortable in the seat you took?
1: No. It's just, you know, you seemed lonely. You wanted some company.
0: Oh, no, I've got plenty of women for that. I pay them rather handsomely to do whatever I want.
1: Honey, you couldn't afford me.
0: (laughs) He chuckles. Just like... I believe the dinner is almost ready, but, uh... I guess we can get down to business. Nyx and Thrym from the Underdark. Cuddy! Uh, a sword? Is that what I'm getting from you? Yeah. You see... Papa used to have... a wonderful mercenary business. It kept... All of the Tribor trails, very safe. The best trained group that wasn't even a military force. See, after Papa died, I had to take over. Thing is, uh, the people of this town weren't exactly uh, in favor of me taking over. So, I had to do what I had to do, and you see... Some people decide to rule with a silk glove. Well, there's nothing better than jamming halberds down their fucking throats to get them to listen to what I need. Anyway, one of the reasons I was able to keep in power for so long is by getting a few allies of sorts. See, sometimes you gotta make deal... ...with people who are a certain degree higher on the evil scale than you. You see, I uh, I have contact with some people. I do things for them, they do things for me. And I was recently told to be on the lookout... ...for three individuals that look just like you.
2: Told by whom.
0: Ah. Nix Fangrel, is it? There is a certain matron who would love to see you again.
3: I'm sure she would.
0: See, the thing is, don't get me wrong. I've been doing things for them for close to a decade now. And they haven't performed any raids on Tribor. Hell, they leave Long Saddle alone, and I don't even give a shit what they do over there. In exchange, I give them information. And right now they're looking for you. But... Papa didn't raise an idiot. You see, when an opportunity like this comes along, you can't help but play both sides. I have a problem here. If you help me with it, I am... Honor-bound? I don't use that word very often. To look the other way. For you guys to leave... Unharmed. And I will tell... Your matron and her contact, that despicable woman, Rain... That I haven't seen you come this way. Does that... Sounds... Like something you'd be interested
3: in. What in this city could be more of a problem than you?
0: Ah. Uh, look, I get I get it. I get it. I, I look like the bad guy. But... You don't look it. You are it. you good at being bad. Thank you. But sometimes there is a necessary evil in the world... These people aren't harassed by those disgusting stone giants up in the hills.
3: These people are harassed by you and your guards.
0: They're alive, aren't they? People go about their business. We're actually one of the highest rated economic powers in this region because of me. Where would they be without me? the Stone Giants would have rolled through town. Longsaddle wouldn't be able to defend them. They have all the mages in the world up there, but they're too busy with their politics, with the Lord's Alliance, to even give a shit about what happens here. Anyway, we're, we're, we're not here to debate how I run things. There's a man. This son of a bitch has eluded me for six Fucking years. And I know he's still here. I know he's still fucking here. And as he's describing this, he's getting more and more, like, frantic with, like, his wand movements. He looks over, he's like, Cordis, where is this fucking food? And the... Ogre comes over, rips open the door, and you hear him, like, yelling in the next room. Like, he, uh... I took over. Fucking barber. Everything was going great. Everything was going fucking fantastic. And then the barber came in here to assassinate me. He somehow snuck up stairs and stabbed me right in my spine. I've got all the fucking money in the world. I don't... I, I have healers on payroll down the street. Something about that fucking dagger left me like this. I tried to fight back with a little bit of, uh, fire, and unfortunately that did more harm to me than it did to him. I want him. You bring me him alive, and I will be sure no one in this town ever saw you. In fact... I'll even throw in 1500 gold to bring him to me. On top of that. What do you say? Do we have a deal?
5: I'm gonna lean down to Nix and whisper Is he done? I believe so. Did he say anything of interest? <laughs> He wants
3: us to hunt down someone who tried to assassinate him in exchange Go ahead, sorry In exchange, he's not going to tell Matron Fangrel that we passed through the town and pay us 1500 gold but only if we can bring this potential assassin back to him
5: alive Hmm. Some kind of vengeance plot Hmm out of all of those words, I heard one I recognized. Rain.
3: Apparently, Rain is his contact when, with Menzo Berenzen. He's been dealing with them for years, preventing. and these deals have been stopping them from raiding the town.
0: While you're doing this, uh, Cordell had come out with, like, a plate of food, and, like, Cordell is, like awkwardly feeding Mason this food. And as Mason's trying to, like, eat it, like, bits of food are, like, falling out of his jaw that's, like, missing his lips and, like, kind of, like, getting everywhere. And he doesn't seem to be paying attention to to you guys in the corner at all. What was it about his dagger? I, um... I, 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 I I don't know. It's... Some sort of enchantment that we've never been able to figure out. Look, I knew that barber. I used to go to him before pa- Papa died, but he seemed like a normal man. But when he came for me, it was like he was possessed. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was. If he struck a deal with something out there, I'm familiar with that. I understand that, but. No one was able to figure out. No one's been able to cure me of this. So if I have it my way, I'm going to get him upstairs and tear him apart. Rip off his skin. Rip off his flesh. Take every bone off his body. And I'm going to make sure my fucking healers are up there to keep him alive the entire fucking time that I do it. What did
5: Cuddy ask?
3: Apparently, his potential assassin had an enchanted dagger. May have made a deal or was possessed. Honestly, the only interest I have is in obtaining that dagger. Do they still have it? We can assume. He believes the assassin is still in town. Ask him if we
5: can look at it. You you can tell what type of magic is used on daggers and other items.
3: Can we assume from this conversation that what's this, that Mason is saying he still has the dagger, or was the dagger taken with you, or...
0: I you don't know. Judging by the, the basics of that conversation.
3: Mason, do you still have the dagger?
0: No, we, uh... We had it for a day, and then poof! Gone. Disappeared into thin air. That's been, uh, that's been part of it. We were never able to identify what the hell it was made of, or what enchantments it had on it. And that, uh, that's cost me six years. I'm sorry, four years like this. It all just blends together at this point.
2: He doesn't have the dagger. I say we go look for this guy.
3: Can I tell, looking at Mason, if he understands? He doesn't understand undercommon, does he?
0: Uh, you get the impression based on like how he is that he would be able to understand that because he had cast comprehend languages on Thrim for a moment before he took it away. Uh, but yeah, he does—he hasn't seemed to have acknowledged you guys talking in undercommon in the corner.
3: This assassin may be an ally to us.
0: So what do you say, uh, Cuddy, do we have uh, a deal here?
1: I'm not at liberty to say, pal, but I like the cut of your jib. <laughs>
3: Cuddy, a word. It's actually a name. Get the fuck over here.
1: <laughs> I'm going to uh, purposefully step up onto the table and
0: walk over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, well, that's, yes. that's yes. just
0: unacceptable. These uncultured people, Cordell, I, I don't understand. You want
3: it. more evil than you. You got it. <laughs> Cuddy, while I have no interest in helping this monstrosity of a man, I am interested in finding this barber. I want his blade. I want to know
2: where he got it.
1: Pretty sure he can understand us.
0: I don't care. No, I can hear you. I just don't really give a shit until you say we have a deal. Can I keep the dagger? All I want is him. His name's Clint, by the way. No one ever asked.
5: We should have said that earlier. It's kind of like an animal. You don't really want to know the name of something you're going to end up killing.
1: Well, you've obviously never enjoyed the kill the proper way. It's better when it's personal.
5: I will throw sand in your gears, Cuddy. I don't have gears.
3: (laughs) Yes, you do. Based on our last session with the arm wrestle, you do
1: have gears. No, I don't have gears. I'm made of wood on the inside and rocks. I, I will let somebody. you on
5: fire then.
1: What's the issue? Are we doing this?
3: We'll seek out your Clint assassin.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. Glad to hear. So, have you ever met, uh... Have you ever met Rhyme? Oh, of course, of course you have. I sent him to catch you. To fetch you, which you didn't even bother to come promptly. I've sent him personally for the past couple years to try to find him. I killed the last one that couldn't help me. Rhyme seems to believe he's somewhere in the industrial portion of town i don't believe that i honestly believe he's in the residential area but do as you will it's not my concern how you bring him to me it's just that you bring him to me 1500 gold pieces i guess you got yourself a deal excellent Excellent. Cordell, escort these off my property and uh be on the lookout for them to return with uh my prize. And he slowly just turns around and drifts on his uh on his disc off into this room, and the door like closes behind him. And Cordell comes over and like holds his arm out to like escort you out. How do you know Yatten? I'm an ogre. They kind of teach that to me when, you know, I was raised.
5: I'm not from around here, so I didn't know that. (laughs) So, the guy you work for, you like him?
0: That's not up to debate, I'm afraid. As, uh, the master asked you, I'm going to have you leave the building in a prompt manner. Fair enough. He's been looking for this for a long time. Don't let him down. As you can see, he can be a little trigger happy when it comes to his passions.
5: Yeah, I noticed he can be kind of an asshole. He chuckles.
0: You got that right. Come, come. I believe I have to escort Master to bed now. I need you to leave. Alright,
5: I'll see you when we come back.
0: Look forward to it. He brings you guys over to the front door and closes the door behind you guys. And that, my boys... Seems like a good segue out of this session.